Super fantastic morning. You have just joined the Shay Shift Network where we are thinking big. Oh, yes. Living bigger. Oh, yes. And loving the biggest. Oh, yes. I am your host, Shay Wilson. We'll be talking about love, continuing to talk about love, closing this whole thing out about love because February is ending this weekend. So we're going to talk about self-love, how you're loving yourself by yourself. That's the thing. How you doing it? So join in, comment, share. Let's get ready to go. Let's go. All right, so we are in this thing today. We're going to close out the month with talking about self-love. We've talked about, can you love someone else when we don't love yourself? We've talked about, does love heal? And today we're going to talk about self-love because that seems to be the underlying thing about what it looks like to to love other people. What does it look like to have self-love and move forward? So let's talk about this thing. It seems to be that nowadays in our very individualistic, very narcissistic world, we all talk about love. And I really believe that we talk about love and self-love from such a place of, of being broken that it comes across very harsh. I mean, if you hopefully do you agree or disagree with that? And I say that because I I look at social media, I hear people and we say it like there's a fierceness. You got to love yourself before you love someone else. You got to love you. My thing is this. What does it look like to love ourselves? How does it feel to love ourselves? I dare to say that it would be harsh even though many of us grew up, I know I did, in a harsh environment, not harsh, just tough. Uh, our parents, you know, wanted the best for us, wanted to keep us safe. So it was tough. And we and, and, and there was not a lot of hugging involved. There was not a lot of I love you involved. That's just my experience. I've learned to do that now. Years later, older, a little wiser. <laughs> But now we're talking about self-love and what does that look like? So what I do know is that self-love cannot flourish in isolation. That is a quote from Bell Hook's book, All About Love, New Visions. I love that self-love cannot flourish in isolation. I say that because, and I bring that quote up because many of us, Love to talk about love, but we have a very small circle. We have a very small, we don't necessarily extend ourselves outside of what's comfortable to us. We don't necessarily, we speak from a place of hurt and woundedness as opposed from a place of healing and joy. You hear me? I mean, we speak from a place of love and woundedness, remembering the past hurts and and indiscretions of other people that, that really hurt us or disappointed us rather than a place of healing and joy and exuding love from that place. Do you you agree, disagree with that? Because we talk about self-love as if we're going to go get a manicure, pedicure, we're going to go and buy ourselves something new, or we're going to go on a trip. I think those things are phenomenal. I do think those are out pictures, but I absolutely believe that this self-love piece has everything to do with our spiritual being, what our, our relationship uh, with the God of our understanding. And in that, the out picture of that is more joy, more passion, more exhilaration, 
more freedom, more fun, more feeling good, more savoring the, the, the day and the moment, more pleasure, more, I mean, just more of just joy. And, it, and, and you won't even have to say your energy is positive. Your energy feels good when you're really loving yourself in that place. And I remember, I dare to say that when you love and when we're loving ourselves to that extent, that our whole vibe, our whole energy is positive. And what we draw to us are people and situations and circumstances that are positive, that that absolutely undergird that whole thing of love. That's that's my idea of it. What do you what do you guys think? I mean, because really this love piece, we talk about it like we're really doing it like. We believe that if we're just taking care of ourselves physically, I think that's part of it. But that's a that's an absolute must. I mean, you know, you're going to eat, you know, you're going to go to sleep and whether we get enough hours, that's different. We know we're going to put clothes on our backs. This, you know, all those things that are socially acceptable. But let's go deeper than that. What I'm saying is that let's go deeper than than just the external things of what it looks like to self-love. So a part, other part of her book, she talks about the commitment to truth telling the commitment to truth telling lays the groundwork for the openness and honesty. That is the heartbeat of love. Commitment to truth telling lays the groundwork for the openness and honesty. That is the heartbeat of love. I love that because I think a lot of times we have a hard time really being honest with ourselves. Now, maybe that was, maybe that was just me. I mean, maybe that was just me. I thought I was being honest with myself, but it was a superficial type of thing. And many times we tell ourselves things and we believe it, but it takes other people, which is why the piece about isolation, self-love cannot flourish in isolation because you need people that can read your blind spots. You need confidants and friends and loved ones, you know, spouses that can tell you your blind spots. Or how else do you better see it so you can address the situation or you can kind of contemplate, well, do I do that? Uh, so you can kind of go to the God of your understanding and say, you know, God, do I, do I do that? Is that true? Or better yet, knowing that the, the person in your space is, is ordained to be there, meaning that that's a person of purpose that's there, that is, is there to help, uh, help you help me grow. So the, the part of it is having a loving environment where you are telling the truth, where you're able to tell the truth, where we can see ourselves truly as we are and accept ourselves right there on the spot. I love that. So even if you get a bad report, somebody, somebody that you care about says that you are one way and you don't necessarily believe that, but you've taken the time to consider what they're saying and you realize that you do move in that manner and there's no judgment and there's no shame. It's just being aware of, well, you know, I do have a, a tendency to do that. And just loving yourself from that place lifts you up at that place. I, I love that. I love that. So we, that's the way we build the necessary foundations for self-love. I mean, come on with me. Come on with me. We're talking about self-love here and it's not always just manicures and pedicures. Self-love is not always manicures and pedicures. It's not always buying ourselves something. It's really deeper than that. So it talks about self-love and self-esteem. But I want to go back and says, when we see, this is out of Bell Hook's book, All About Love. 
When we see love as a combination of trust, commitment, care, respect, knowledge, and responsibility, we can work on developing these qualities or if they are already a part of who we are, we can learn to extend them to ourselves. Boom. I love that. I love it. Come on, people. Look, talk to me about this because we talk about love like it's in the ionosphere and the out picture of love. It just that's something that I always look for. Love is, is, is can be seen. It can be felt. How about how you carry yourself? What you, you know, there's not a heaviness about you. There's a joy. There's a pep in your step. You, you hear what I'm saying? There is a pep in your step. So when it says love is a combination of trust, commitment, care, respect, knowledge, and responsibility, and then turn, and then we can learn to extend those things to ourselves. That is powerful. Trust ourselves. Be committed to ourselves in a manner that we keep the promises that we say to ourselves for ourselves, that we care for ourselves in a manner that maybe you didn't get. You know, like right now, I work on really loving myself and saying that I'm lovable and, and hugging myself um, and, and telling myself that I am lovable, I'm valuable. I am beautiful. I have so much to offer the world. I am here on purpose for a purpose. I deliberately and intentionally tell myself that. That's not necessarily what I got at home when I was younger. My mom was trying to work. You know, you everybody knows that kind of story. We have a story. Uh, and maybe she wasn't raised like that. And, and they, my grandmama may not have been raised like that. So look. There's a point that responsibility, we talk about responsibility as a part of this love thing. Our responsibility is to learn and to do better, not to pass the buck on to when we didn't get love back in the day when we were little. Come on now. Come on now. Look, self-love ain't always manicures and pedicures. I'm just trying to say. I'm just trying to say. <laughs> yeah, come on. Look, I, but please comment. Hit me back on these things. One of the other quotes out of this book that it really struck me. Because it was talking about self-esteem. The wounded heart learns self-love by first overcoming self-esteem. I love that. By practicing self-acceptance, self-responsibility, self-assertiveness, living purposefully, and the practice of purpose, personal integrity. I love that out of this book. Now, this is not a book report on uh, bell hooks. I did a lot of research for these topics, for this topic of love, and I wanted to get different vantage points. And she so happens to be hitting on all cylinders about what it what what resonates with me, what sounds like truth to me, and where I, I mean where I am now. What about you? Does this does this hit a, a a nail when it says the wounded heart? All of us has been through broken hearts. That's been through some things. Has been disappointed. Manicures and pedicures make us feel good for the moment, but it doesn't go deeper than under than and under the skin. So it says the wounded heart learns self-love by first overcoming low self-esteem. So the question is, how do we get higher self-esteem? 
And that's where I think the self-love part comes in, where it talks about now it's time to say to start accepting ourselves for who we are, loving ourselves for the for the magnificence, for the greatness that we are. That's the part. Taking responsibility. Stop blaming for us to to really stop blaming and to to start taking responsibility for our actions and our choices and for where we are right now. And then taking responsibility for our future. This doesn't mean we got to do this thing by ourselves. I believe, I truly believe that we are better people individually and collectively when we love, when we have a pep in our step, when we're walking in our passions, when we are loving being, where we are having fun, where we are enjoying life, where we are sharing our gifts, talents. We are so awesome. And when we are not, we're sad. We play small and we play it safe. So when I start talking about self-responsibility, I think it's absolutely magnificent. When I start talking about love, as you can tell, I'm super passionate about this love thing because I believe that is absolutely transformative, that love is transformative, and we must find a way to love ourselves. Many times we don't even know how to be honest with ourselves about who we are. That was me. Maybe I'm talking about me. And then it took someone that I love dearly to start showing different things to me where I didn't feel intimidated or felt lowered or shamed to be told the truth. So I can find it. Now, literally, I was asking these questions to the God of my understanding. So it was coming through someone else to help me get to where I needed to go. What about you? Are you brave enough to ask those questions? Even if you've been married for years, even if you've been in a relationship for years, even if you've been single for years, Asking someone to ask to show you the blind spots, ask the question so you can now you can address the situation. This is self-love. Have being self-assertive. I love that. Living purposefully, living purposefully and practicing uh, personal integrity. I love this. I love the topic of love. We'll be moving on from this after this uh, episode, but it is absolutely phenomenal because here at the Shea Shift Network, we talk about thinking bigger than what we, that means expanding our minds and learning growth. That means transformation, living bigger. That means enjoying life, coming out of our comfort zones and and exploring life, having new experiences, living bigger than you ever thought could be possible. And then loving the biggest. I mean, loving like you've never loved before, opening our hearts, not being afraid to share or care, not being afraid to date or love your spouse even more than you ever thought you could, not worrying about them leaving you or abandoning you, just absolutely loving, loving life, loving your God of your understanding, your creator, your higher power, your inner being more than you've ever loved before. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, as we learn to do that and we practice it, that this life thing becomes even more exhilarating, even more fun, even more adventurous. I'm excited to keep this process going and keep this practice, these practices going. So come on. Come on. So I want you to share this one. I want you to comment back to me and share. I want you to just really consider some of the top, some of the things that were said today and hit me back up. 
We're growing together. We are growing together. This is Shay Wilson at the Shay Ship Podcast. Let's roll. What an awesome episode. Self-love is not just manicures and pedicures. I love that. I love that. I love that. It goes deeper than that. I'm Shay Wilson. I'm inviting you to please comment and share this episode. We'd love to hear from you or I for sure would love to hear from you. And let's continue to love. Hey, thinking big, living bigger and loving the biggest. Boom! Have an amazing day.